Trapper Suit Convos. We back. Haven't done this in a while, so I gotta set it off. Jamal, you got any retractions? I'm back. Uh-oh. Um, let's see, retractions. Um, I have some basketball retractions. I don't really remember exactly. I just know I shouldn't be talking bad about Paul George. He's a baller, he's a scorer, he's a borderline great NBA player. I, not all time, but just for the time. He's, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Exactly. He plays good defense. He's a good scorer. He has good athleticism, even though he had that gruesome injury. Um, I want to be a little bit nicer to Cam Reddish. I feel like there's a reason why everybody likes him, even though, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think he's, I mean, I liked him a lot in high school, but I just think he's a little scary, but he's young. That's all. And um, You're in sick drive. Whoa. What was that? <laughs> Don't worry. It was a commercial. I was on title looking up credits and that ad popped up. Oh, yeah. And this is not a retraction, but um, the Internet did some Interneting. And um, it seems that um, Michael Jackson sided with Biggie and Prince sided with Tupac. <laughs> it's random, but I just had to say that. Was that? Like Michael was working with Biggie. I think he didn't let death row do something but then prince allowed tupac to use uh, to allow dj quick to use a sample for to live and die in la and i think another song so prince was with Pac, and uh michael jackson was with biggie that's nice <laughs> oh yeah and also stop this chris brown and michael jackson bullshit it doesn't make any sense y'all keep talking about all this other shit that has nothing to do with music, y'all be saying, oh, he can do backflips. He can play basketball. He can paint. Like, nigga, that don't mean he's fucking better than Michael Jackson. He doesn't even have a move. You can just stick your hand out a certain way, move your shoulders a certain way. And nigga, you know that's Michael Jackson. No one else has that. So stop that bullshit about Chris Brown and Michael Jackson. And I love Chris Brown, but nobody's touching the king of pop, Michael Jackson, period. Best entertainer of all time, hands down. His name is Michael. Pick one. Pick a K. Is he still the best entertainer? I heard people say it's Beyonce now because no she ah. stuff in heels. Michael Jackson had high top platform shoes before, I'm sure. He never had to perform pregnant, though. Eh, no disrespect to women, but I don't care about that. It's all about <laughs> she don't got a well, she don't got a move. Like if you don't have a dance move. And you don't have impersonators be, trying to be you. You're not the best. Oh, because he because she doesn't have clones. Yeah, Elvis had clones. Michael got clones. Oh lord. Like maybe yeah, like she don't got no clones. I haven't seen no Chris Brown clones. There's still people. There's people who get paid today to perform as if they're Michael Jackson. Yeah, there's a wrestling Brazil turning up as Michael Jackson right now. Oh shit, for real? He be doing like moonwalks and like DDT yeah. and shit. Yeah, he be moving on niggas. <laughs> exactly. You need to also apologize to me for calling me a hipster. Nah, you're you're a fake hipster. You're really pretending like you like house music this much. It's so I'm not funny. Acting like I like house music. This I like this album. I'm not okay. like I'm listening to all that shit, but you make it seem like we not from the so-called DMV. Did Wale not rap on dance beats? That's what Gold Link does. That's what IDK just did a project with K Trinata. Like 
that's what this area likes too. So I grew up hearing that stuff. I don't listen to all of it, but I like those projects. I like the songs Wale's done on dance beats, even the joint on his last album, Black Girl Magic, that joint was cool. I like, yeah. I like Buddy's EP with K Trinata. Like, yeah, it's certain stuff that I like. Like the Drake album is fire. The Beyonce single. Mm. Mm. I still haven't heard the whole song yet. Yeah, you know, yeah, because it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, you do make a good point. Wale did rap on Black and Gold. And like justice, even though that's I had not a really crush it. on Azalea Banks before she, I found out she was a tweaker. Uh, she's a very beautiful, sexy, uh, chocolate woman, and not you know what I mean. I'm she's just a beautiful woman. I don't have to put the chocolate in there, but yeah. she's a very attractive woman. You know, it's just she kills chickens and shit, and like yeah. cooks her cat and all that scary shit. And I don't I want no that. smoke, Azalea. I'm not judging you, Azalea. Uh, you know, no judgment. You know, do what you got to do. Um, I don't even want to say nothing bad about her. Onions, okay. I just don't have time for girls that might put a spell on me, even though I don't. Yeah, really that's know. what I said. Juju Youngins. I don't have time for that. Matter of fact, fuck they spells. They shit ain't got nothing on me. I ain't scared of no bitch ass spell. Why? Because you got Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the main reason. But Azalea Banks is a very pretty woman, and she's a very talented uh, artist. Especially. Too bad. Too bad she, you know, has to deal with what she has to deal with. But you're right, though. This is a segue. Go ahead, man. You was talking about dancing and going to functions and set up the stage. Yeah, I was just wondering, man, maybe, you know, like we have to check ourselves at the age we are because, you know, I mean, we just be thinking we know shit. So I don't know if it's just an age thing and everybody who gets like 30, 31 just starts like making these theories up. But it just seems like today's generation i would say third for my age 31 to like 25 i don't really know what the 21 year olds are doing but it just seems like we don't really dance as much as they did in the old school like even the late 90s i saw a video it was a prom in florida oh, in yeah, ni- yeah. 1999 yeah and even the white people was raising the roof in that joint yeah like they was really going crazy in there and i just feel like i haven't seen no shit like that since we was in like high school maybe you know what i'm saying yeah, and like it came about turn up music and crunk and then like you know the f- aggressive bangers that's what it was only about so it was only about like either twerking or you know the flexing and all that or there was a couple dance songs like teach me how to dougie or mm. i was never on the dance floor during the whipping name eight i was past my era that was for russell wilson but yeah, there was a lot of people. There was never an official dab song. Well, it kind of was, but I mean, I mean tried, but it didn't work like that. I mean, to me, the Dougie was like the end of like that because I didn't, you know, oh, you're, not, a jerk. you're a jerk. I know. Yeah, I don't count it that that one. I don't rate that one. Shout out Nelson Nobles. He used to go crazy to that. Yeah, jerk was a big thing, but so Dougie was the end. Yeah, it was Dougie, um, snap your fingers and all that laffy taffy shit. Um, walk it out. All that shit was cool to me because that was that's kind of like what I'm talking about. Like people were dancing. Now it just seems like no one really dances. And I've seen a lot of DJs like on Twitter, and I've been saying this for like the last 
probably this whole year um a lot of new music and new rap is kind of like losing its party feel to it and a lot of djs were saying like when they dj and shit they don't really like parties don't really like go up until they start playing like older music older r&b older rap the new shit don't do nothing people just stand around and like Whoa. be on that like arms folded like oh, i ain't trying to dance with no hoes so what about on what about when essence plays oh see that's the thing that's what they said they said the afro beats is where they have to go run to yeah when they want the the ladies to start having fun they want people to start dancing they got to go to the afrobeats they got to go across seas so girls don't twerk to every chance that i get no hell no they, they throw don't... they make gun symbols and oh, gang signs right oh i don't know man i don't i don't so know twerk to the turn to the turn up anthems on the trap anthems i mean it just depends it depends where you at if you in the south girls gonna twerk to back in blood but on the East Coast and on the West Coast, I don't think those girls know how to twerk to that. Well, at least the civilized ones, the ratchet ones, they can do whatever they got to do no matter where they at. Driving in the environment. Shout out to y'all ladies. Y'all are special. What uh, ladies? In what environment? I mean, I, I don't know. what. I mean... Like what, do you, what do you think? Do you think music is like not really as fun anymore? R&B too? People are, maybe they too distracted by their phones. And not living in the moment because if they were really feeling the music, they would have more fun to it. Not You're right. Nobody had a phone. Moments and like, oh, this track really has. It's like music has to be even better today because the attention span of people are shorter, even to the point of being at a party or any social event. People are living through events live, even when they there through their phone. So that's a tweak experience so being a dj or entertainer of some aspect trying to keep people you know engaged in what you're doing is going to be hard when they living for the moment so like hey look i gotta get this for ig about the bottles coming or hey look at our section it's all about flexing and portraying the image more than actually enjoying the moment and the function that's the problem and in that video with that 99 prom, nobody obviously nobody had cell phones. Yeah, they were all it was just like one homie that decided to record it, but everybody else is having fun. They living in the moment. That's what it's about. And now that everything has to be even like the club funk, the club environment, look at it. Because it's about, hey, we older, man. You can't just be on the dance floor, you gotta get a section bottle. You gotta be away from everybody else, not going to the dance floor. You gotta have the, you gotta compete and see who can get the most bottle girls to your section. Yeah, lost. Who can bring the most ace. Yeah, overcharged bottles, I'm good off that. I had too much fun in college that every other experience in the club or something is just cool. I don't know. Hmm, that, that's a good point. But then somebody might just say, you, you're not getting to the bag enough to worry about that. Yeah, they could say that. But my point is the environment of the club today is not fun. Like I just explained the joint. Yeah, that's true. Actions and being isolated from people and taking pics for the phone. I don't do that, bro. I'm old school. 
I'm a live in the moment all star. I don't. I'm not a social media guy. So you gonna you gonna took you old school. So you gonna tootsie you were you would rather tootsie roll in the club? Nah, I'll lean back with it though. True. Do the rockaway. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll gangsta lean. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually tootsie roll. Hit you with the bankhead bounce. I'll tootsie roll. I know you will. You you was moving like Shamar Moore. That's what you were saying last week, right? Yeah, I'm about to. It's part two coming up this weekend. But now it's a funk fest, right? That's just one day. Um, you know, I'm gonna be there for three days. So, but yeah, Shamar Moore is definitely the muse. I'm gonna be wilding out. I'm a, I'm a, actually, I might turn it up and be Cisco on the thong song video. Well, you want to hop on youngins? Yeah, and do backflips and shit. Speaking whoa, whoa. All right, go ahead. Whoa. Speaking of Cisco, you also wanted to talk about niggas with tattoos. Go ahead. I didn't want to talk about niggas with tattoos. What you were saying. No, I didn't, man. I didn't say it. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> Yo, let's talk about niggas with tattoos. That's what you was interested in. Go ahead. Let us know what, what captivated you. No, I was just wondering and uh, just thinking about like, urban culture even though that's not real right culture is not real i mean yeah urban culture is real gang violence and you know oh drug dealing you know just to get by stacking money to the sky you know you're gonna have to retract that you call wasn't supposed to make it past 25 but jokes on you we still alive yeah you know anyways i'll just one i'll just think about some of the uh tattoo icons amongst black people i don't know if if it's because of these people or if we would have like just got to this point on our own but i just want to give a shout out to you know tupac the great the legend i feel like i'm sure some old school dude can probably correct me but um and i probably should do my research but i just feel like tupac was like the first black dude to kind of like like be like the king of tattoos and shit Mm -hmm. and then like to me i would have to say Allen Iverson, he was kind of like the Tupac of the NBA, but it probably really was Dennis Rodman a little bit, or maybe simultaneously. Yeah, I just know was first. Who? He was dying. I said Dennis was first, and he was dying his hair and all that stuff. So he had tats before Iverson. Yeah, and he was the first black man that was dying his hair. And now every black guy, young artist and rapper, even athletes dye their hair. So you got to give Dennis Rodman props. Dennis is like he's like the total package like this nigga had lip rings and crazy shades and dyeing his hair like he looks like every soundcloud rapper today and only white women i can't i don't think it was only yeah i think that's the only this is his only wave bro i don't think so bro i think he was too wild to be like that. i'm sure he ran across a scary spice or a Khalees type of girl somewhere yeah maybe on accident he thought she was white <laughs> but um so yeah i just feel like tupac iverson dennis rodman are definitely like the tattoo kings that led us to like lil wayne 50 cent by the time well 50 he was tatted up but it just seemed kind of normal like the tupac iverson shit lil wayne obviously took it to the next level and then of course the last king is was khalifa and then now everybody is all of them put together and well, I didn't Uzi, then he just get a new tattoo. Is that what got you excited? No, nah, it's just that his is just a product of Wiz. Like it's it's over now. There's nothing else you can, there's nowhere else you can tat. So 
Wiz beat everybody to it. And I didn't want to talk about this this fast. This was supposed to just be like a little just blur mention. You just like, hey, let's talk about you mentioning tattoos. Go ahead. Like, but whatever. Hey, man, that's what was on your, your set list. So I was just trying to help you out. Yeah, I was going to try to like, you know, blend it better and like make it make more sense. I didn't want to just say, hey, talk about tattoos, but whatever. That's what you wanted to do. So <laughs> hey, shout out to the song snapbacks and tattoos oh my god <laughs> snapbacks and tattoos that's sick what would be the new version of that today i don't know shout out to cap g tatted like amigos now the new version would be vintage tees and because those shits are dead now god damn like yeah i, I wore one like a couple weekends ago but i'm done like they're dead they're just oversaturated even though i had a dope master p and um three six mafia joint back in like 2015 it's weird how the shit keeps coming back but yeah it would probably be like i'm trying to think what's some shit that people vintage tees and cargo pants uh camel pants shout out to wiz khalifa ink my whole body i don't give a mother fuck great songs yeah those are i guess among the greatest tattoo rap songs oh tat 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 it up tat, that's it yeah, Martha, yeah. It up. yeah come on man there's a lot of great tattoo rap songs so snapbacks and tattoos is one of them yeah it has to be do you know who that artist is no that's crazy we know who mims is we don't even know who he is yeah, I mean, oh yeah, salute to that brother. Salute to um, what was dang it? I forgot the dude that was going. He was Cheddar the Connect. What you was he doing? Again? Look at the flick of the wrist. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dang, I remember his name. Look at the flick of the wrist. That was a swaggy hook. But I just feel like too. At the same time. For some reason, I feel like all the players like Kenyon Martin and all them weren't copying Dennis Rodman. They were copying Allen Iverson. Well, sure. Allen Iverson was cool. He was with the tack game is what I mean. Dennis Rodman's a rock star. He likes white women. And he had a son around his navel. That's what I'm saying. He's a rock star. Wasn't Reggie Miller doing that too? Son around the navel type shit? I think so. I think so. There is a certain kind of, there's certain kind of niggas that do that. Is yeah, it because I brought up Cisco that made you think of that? Yeah, I was just like, hey, go ahead, T, because they both got tattoos and dyed their hair. I was like, oh, Dennis Rodman. And they both, like, dog, if you have a son around your belly button, bro, that's you, you're different. No hate. Maybe they're happier than us. Whoa. You never know, man. Because they have a son around their navel? Yeah, I feel like those kind of niggas get, like, all kinds of women. Yeah, white women especially and asian ones probably not trying to be racist or xenophobic shout out wesley snipes just because and they get nipple rings too but this is I'm, this is enough i don't know where this is going <laughs> this is what you wanted bro <laughs> this is not what I want. talk about brothers and tattoos are there any women that are um tattoo queens that have been successful not to my knowledge yeah i can't think of any I feel like sometimes when girls get a lot of tattoos, they don't really, they kind of, I'm just going to shut up. They kind of go, well, the ones that I've seen, they go a little like overboard and they don't be looking like tight. Like, it don't be looking like good artists did it. But who knows? Maybe we'll get a tatted queen to represent for the ladies. True, true. Well, good luck on that. <laughs> also, let's, speaking of good luck, 
I got to shout out this guy, man, Imani Bates. He's transferred from Memphis to Eastern Michigan. He's going back home to your Lampsy or whatever that joint's called. Your Pansy? Kapansky? Eastern Michigan, they like burgundy and gold? Nah, they're green. Oh. Yeah, but uh, Imani Bates is an interesting case. He is a guy, it's Ypsilanti? Yeah, whatever, what have you, I'll figure it out. Imani Bates was an interesting guy, you know, sophomore year of high school, right before the school year starts or whatever. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He became the first uh, sophomore to win Gatorade, uh, National Player of the Year. Like, a lot of people felt like he was the best prospect potentially since LeBron. And I felt like he rushed his development because he reclassified and, you know, he was supposed to be graduating high school this year. Instead, he reclassified, graduated last year and rushed himself to college at 17. It's like, you know, a lot of people, when they do reclassify, it's because, oh, they were held back a grade or something. So they're trying to catch up to the actual age group. This brother left his age group to try to rush it to go to college, get that NIL money, and it didn't work out. He averaged like nine points, shot 36, 37, 38% from the field. Like it wasn't working out. His best game was like the first game of the season when he scored 17 against Tennessee State, I believe. But after that, he struggled. I hope he balls at Eastern Michigan, but this is a, you know, a warning to some kids like, hey, don't rush the development. Enjoy your experience. He should have been going to the prom last month. Instead, he was trying to figure out what college he's about to go to again. Like, I hope he figures it out because he's still young. Like, he turns 19 next year. Like, still is it Penny Hardaway's fault? Huh? Is it Penny Hardaway's fault? Nah, it's Imani Bates and his dad's fault. His dad, I don't know what they were talking about because, like, his dad built his own school around his son. Then his son reclassified and then, you know, rushed his way into college. It didn't work out. I hope he learned from the experience, you know, next year. He's a sophomore. We'll see how he does. He's back at home in his hometown. So Earl Boykins went to school there. So, you know, that's a notable player that went to Eastern Michigan. Hey, why do you go to Eastern Michigan? Because he's back in his hometown. That's where he's from. Why would he do that? Who cares about your hometown? He does. He's a kid. That's what I'm saying. He shouldn't have. He rushed himself out of high school. He probably realized he should have been at home instead of moving geek. I don't know, man. A lot of schools, too, they were interested, but then supposedly they fell back. Like, there was reports that Louisville were interested, but they fell back. Michigan were interested, but they fell back. So, hey. Maybe he felt like, hey, let me go back to the school in my hometown. And because it's a small school, I get to run the team, basically. Instead of going to a big program where maybe I'm just a role player, I get to dominate the ball and do what I want. Damn. Is that the best for his development? Probably not, but see. Hey, He's not good enough to ball at Louisville or nothing? Hey, man. He just turned 18. This 
I don't know. I mean, I think he could have been, but maybe he lost a lot of his confidence last year not playing well. And then he also had some injury issues. So, hey, those schools, I don't know what his priority was based on going to Eastern Michigan. It looks like he wants to be the main man in the cook. Who's the best high school player right now? I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah. And you're, you're a casual fan. When it comes to high school sports, definitely. I don't give a damn. I used to care about that. Now I just care about the NBA. And I will care about certain prospects when I know you're in the draft. These young niggas, I don't give a damn. Like, I know about Victor Wembenyama is going to be the number one pick next year. I know Scoot Henderson. I know the niggas that are going to be in the draft next year. But the niggas in high school, <laughs> I don't give a damn. Hey, that boy Chet don't look too bad. Yeah, I mean, salute to him, man. Got a little whip. He'll be all right. Got a little whip wop to his handle. Yeah, he'll be all right. Victor Wimbenyama's better is him on steroids. So is that Jabari dude better than Chet? Personally, I think so. I think that Chet has a lot of potential, but he has a small frame. So yeah, it's gonna be. Get moved. And then see how he develops there. Uh, looks like the number one player in the country is DJ Wagner. Hmm. Good basketball last name. Yeah, you know, his dad played in the NBA. Unfortunately, he had injury issues. Who was his dad? DeWan Wagner. Hmm. I feel like people whose last name is Stoudemire automatically have to play basketball. Whoa. It was a Stoudemire that played um, football, too. I think Omar Stoudemire, he was like a safety. Probably wasn't that good. Uh, he was all right. Nah, I don't think so. He should have played basketball. Whoa. Yeah, if your last name's Stoudemire, I mean, you have no choice. Why? I mean, your last name is Stoudemire. It's an NBA last name. What do you mean? He was only 5'11". Yeah, he's a safety. He's from Long Beach. He played in the NFL from 97 to 07. He had a good career, 11 years in the NFL. And he went to Long Beach Poly, just like Snoop and all them. And Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Hmm. Shout out Omar. See, I know I know football. Omar Stoutmeyer. Yeah. But his is different. His is Stoutmeyer. Yeah, that's, see. Yeah, okay. He, that's why. There we go. Whoa. Not Stoutmeyer. Yeah, he's a stout Meyer. Number two high school player in the country, Gigi Jackson, going to North Carolina. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about him. Uh, let's see. Number three high school player in the country, Mackenzie McBacco, going to Duke. Geek boy. What are these kids' heights? DJ Wagner is 6'3". Gigi Jackson is a 6'9 power forward. Mackenzie Mbako is 6'8. Justin Edwards is a 6'7 small forward. He's number four. And number five is Mookie Cook, a 6'7 small forward going to Oregon. Mookie's the NBA uh, name, too. I mean, but shout out Mookie Betts, one of the best baseball players out there. Yeah, Mookie's just a black nickname. 
Yeah, and I think there was another baseball player, Mookie Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. That was supposed to be my nickname, but it never stuck, thank God. Mookie? Yeah, it was supposed to be. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm serious. That's hilarious. Yeah. What year did they try to put that on you? When I was really, really little. Dang, how come it didn't stick, you think? I don't know. I guess I just didn't move like a Mookie. I think Mookie's move a certain way. I just, I didn't fit it. How, did, how are they supposed to move? Get that shit off me. I don't know. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. But speaking of, all right, let's continue this young prospect talk. You see Arch Manning is going to Texas. Yep. Um, he's going for the coach, Sarkeesian. Yep. Um. I guess you don't have to play in the SEC. I mean, technically, he will play one year in the SEC. They think he's going to be out of there by then. Nah, that'll be his junior year or redshirt sophomore year. Dang, are they scared that he has to get ready or something? What do you mean? Like, well, I guess Sarkeesian is that good of a quarterback coach. You don't want to just go to another good quarterback coach in the SEC or they just run the ball? There is no good quarterback coach in the SEC. Ravens a defensive coach. Uh, uh, Georgia coach, I forgot his name. He's a defensive coach, Kirby Smart. Yeah, like, I mean, those are the two, like, it seemed like the finalists were Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. And he went with the offensive coach over the defensive coaches. They run the ball too much in the SEC, probably. Yeah, they do. Not too much, but like, like you said, there's no quarter, like quarterbacking is like Big Twelve and ACC and Pac Twelve and shit. I mean, his family all played in the SEC. His grandpa and his uncles. But that was back in the days when real niggas from the South played in the SEC. But they still do. The SEC is the most dominant conference. Yeah, but what good quarterbacks come out of there besides Joe Burrow? Cam Newton. Oh, don't mention him. You're a Cam Newton hater. What do you mean? You never respected Cam. Not that I never respected him. He was just nice when I didn't care about football, so I never saw him. Yeah, you missed out. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that's nice. I saw some of the highlights. It looked cool, but... uh looked wild. looked like a video game. Who else? Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, yeah. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, that's in the 2000s, though. Yeah, um... Yeah, that's it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Cutler, 2000s. Damn, man. He was like, man, I used to like Jay Cutler, man. He was kind of like, he was, to me, this is going to sound crazy to people, but just athletic-wise, athletic, athletic wise, he was kind of like a Mahomes, but just without the computer in his brain. His his The way he moved around and threw the ball and shit was kind of like Mahomes to me. True. But he was just, what, had a bad personality? Yeah, that's what messed him up. Yeah. And he just didn't have that computer in his brain like Mahomes does. True. true. Even though he's on under surveillance. Yeah, Tyreek Hill's gone, so we're going to see what's going to happen. What's his wide receiver core again? I don't know. Travis Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. And And it's that Juju. Miko Hardman and... Mm. Yeah, Juju, you're under surveillance too. And they got another wide receiver. Oh, yeah, Scanlon from the Packers. 
Oh, Valdez. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound tight. Yeah, we'll see what Andy Reid can do. I mean, that's better than what Andy Reid used to have besides Deshaun. What in the Eagles? Yeah, like he's done better with he's done better with like other people. He basically got a few Jeremy Macklin, so that's all he probably needs. Nah, Jeremy Macklin was better than those niggas. Yeah, Jeremy Macklin was nice, especially at Missouri. He was nice. Oh man. All right. Before we go. Since you in the funk right now, tell us what you've been fooling with. What era are you looking at? What type of bands, artists? What's your zone? I'm mostly in the 70s. By the time it gets to the 80s, they speed it up a little bit too much and it gets a little bit too electronic. But um, I've been rocking with the Jones girls. Okay, they got okay. some dope shit. Um, I've been rocking with Clear. That the group that uh, Rick James used to write or they were signed to them? I'm not sure. I didn't see that. I just saw that they were from Detroit. Um, Jones Girls. But um, yeah, they have some nice music, like just nice, pristine, two peas in a pod sounding music. Um, Clear, K-L-E-E-R. I think E-E-E-R. Their shit is dope. I'm trying to figure out like that California Love remix. I know payroll rapped on that beat. I just can't figure out what song it is. I haven't been able to find it yet. But um, that beat is foolish. Shout out to uh, Jarvie, DJ Jarvie Jarvie. He's been on his funk shit, starting to rub off on me because, you know, I'm a funk child myself. Pause. What, funk child? Or I say it's starting to rub off on me. <laughs> Dang, I can't say that. Um, I'm messing with you, man. Go ahead. And I've also been uh, rocking with Lonnie Liston Smith. True, he's true. a great, great musician. He has great um, symphonic music. And I found out he's from Richmond, Virginia. And like, he's a legend to me that slipped past me. I never really knew about him until recently. Word. Have you heard about him? Yeah. He's- oh, I the uh, Jones Girls. This is not what I'm talking about. They were signed to Philadelphia International Records. Yeah, yeah. they're tight. They're tight. Nights over nights. Um, nights over Egypt's my shit. Nights over Egypt. Whoa! All right, that's coming back. That's what's up. Very playerish, and yeah, I'm going to a funk fest July third in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be fun, funky shit. And I'm starting to realize New York they like the funk. You know what I mean? Yeah, they play instruments. I mean, what band is from up there? Can't cameo, Can right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. And Rick James, I mean, he's from Buffalo, but yeah, they get funky over there. Well, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just going off to a lot of different types of music these days. A lot of like house stuff, a lot of funk stuff, a lot of '90s. Um, yeah, everything but new hip hop. Yeah, I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, the babyface Ray and Jay Worthy and Larry June, I guess. I still haven't even heard the little baby song. Which one? The one with Doug. Oh, true. Yeah. Eh. Rock Marciano's coming, but you know. Yeah, him and Alchemist are about to drop. You know, I might check it out since I gave Jay Worthy a chance. I guess I'll. You only gave Jay Worthy a chance, though, because he was with one of your favorite artists. Not, like, listen to him solo. Hey, London Drugs is the shit. I I listened to that solo after. 
Yeah, because you found out he was good through Larry. But do you think you're going to, because I know you're not really fond of Alchemist Beats that often. So are you really going to listen to that? I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't have time. I mean, yeah. he's not a bad rapper, but I don't really like his style. He's too chill. Who, Rock Marciano? Yeah. True. He's real chill. He's just like a tastemaker guy, like a game-spitting tastemaker guy, like like above Stally, but like under currency. But he's a street rapper. Oh, okay. He is. He's. I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying, okay. Where is he from again? Uh, Long Island or something. The Pimpire Strikes Back. Yeah. He used to be signed to Buster Rhymes. I know you're going to listen to it, right? Yeah, Alchemist Beats. I'm not even really a Rock Marciano guy either, but anytime I can listen to new Alchemist Beats, I'm checking it out. And I know Rock Marciano, he's the father of the modern, you know, street wave that's going on with Griselda and all those guys. He produced, um, dang, why am I drawing a blank? Stove God Cook's project. Oh, word. Yeah, he produced the whole thing. Like, he is the, he's the father of the modern sound and style of street rap in New York, so... Shout out Rock Marciano. Like I've tried to give some of his projects a chance. Didn't really hit me, but I'm I'm gonna listen to the drum with Alchemist because I know it's gonna be cracking on something. Shout out Rock Marciano, no hate, no hate. And definitely shout out Stove God Cooks because he's tight. I fuck with him. Yeah, I think West Side Gun, speaking of that gang, West Side Gun is about to drop soon with the Peace Fly God project. <laughs> When you go to New York, are you gonna play that? Boom, 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 boom. Oh no, no, I'm probably gonna play um, can't stop, won't stop, Rockefeller records and we we get down, baby, we get down. Whoa, the different Philadelphia. You're right, same thing to me. Yeah, I guess. Think Philadelphia is New York. Hey man, I'm getting I'm getting jiggy with it, man. This summer I ain't got time to be all cool and shit. Dusty background. To the Sabiato Wars. Looks like you gave up. No, I didn't give up. That's coming too. All right. Be honest for that, y'all. New sob on the way. Gotta get the the head tie. Shop of soup convos. We out.